two or three years since they last rebranded. So I think it's time now. Um, I think it's great to like, I think all teams should just choose a letter of the alphabet and put it on a weird shape um, and have another weird shape. Brothers podcast presented by the Brotherly Game. I'm AJ down in Fredericksburg, Virginia. Join my co-host, my brother. I am Luke. I'm up here in Philly. It is episode 90. Yeah, we should just record the beginning because we always say the same thing and then just uh, say the number, dub it over. Anyway, let's, sorry. <laughs> That's what intros are. You say our names. Yeah. Okay. So... <laughs> Everybody knows our names by now. We're going to talk about, we've got three games that we have not talked about yet, so we'll do all that. It kind of feels like an all three points podcast. Uh, they always do three. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so uh, let's call us the all three Doopy Brothers. Um, and then we'll, we'll kind of grade our last 22 days or 19 days, depends on who you ask. We'll talk about a new guy, Gazdag, um, and what that means for the Union. And then we'll kind of talk about the rest of the Eastern Conference teams and rebrands because luke is all hot for logos so you know me yeah yeah um so i you know like feels like forever ago but we got our first win against chicago um then we tied the revs then we beat the red bull so let's let's talk about that chicago win it just felt good to win a game honestly and um i think whenever your team needs a win i think playing chicago is just just the right team to choose yep yeah i mean i think in general just going to soldier field probably does the trick too um Oh, is that an Eagles reference? Yeah. How about that? Boom, nice. Did it. Um, so Ryan Kerrigan signed with the Eagles. Today, <laughs> so let's get into it. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, the, the Chicago game, it was a nice and easy win. Uh, the, the Burke, well, I really liked the little combo with uh, Burke and Montero. Nice little power volley to the near post to, to get that one off of a Yeah, he, he cranked zone. that thing. Yeah. Yeah. So like like seeing him getting, getting his form a little bit. Um, yeah, I mean Chicago didn't look threatening. Uh, the Gladys goal was, you know, nice, nice move too. Um, you know, n- n- nothing crazy, but it's it was a it was a good win. You know, you know yeah. it's like it's like a nice like um, professional win, if you will, like uh, that. Like we kind of got used to seeing a lot last year, where we kind of expected us to beat these team, these like kind of teams that are should be below us in in rankings and, and, and you know quality. So uh, that was uh, they did what they needed to do, which is good. Right, yeah, they're trash, and we beat them like trash. Under understated thing that we've done a couple times this year: a goal and a corner kick. Yeah, uh, yeah, that is nice. Not our first one this year, so um, kind of cool that that thing that we've just I, for whatever reason they just have always sucked at corner right. kicks. And it's interesting this year because I I, I kind of don't like it, but I guess the results are there. I don't like how it's always Wagner and Montero are always going to the to the corner. Because I just feel like mm-hmm. it takes away if like if unless they're doing a short like and they kind of like try to maybe do a short corner if it's if it's there but like they both are there so it's like they don't need two guys standing over the ball for a corner kick. I just like I think it's frustrating because you like take a guy so far out of the out of the game and like and Wagner's a defender so like you know the other team gets the ball and a counter attack one of our tenders which is like on the 
in the worst position possible to recover. But like, I mean, it's, I guess, getting some results because they're getting some goals off these corners. But I don't know. I think it's just kind of like a weird thing to do. Yeah. And I don't know how much it really impacts the defense, you know, an in-swinger versus out-swinger. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they still have the same goal. They still have the same marks. It's just which way the ball's going. Yeah. Yeah. So I get, I get your point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't think they've really been beaten on the counter. So I guess. Right. Like, they, I guess they have they know how to cover for Wagner and I guess Montero, but it's, yeah, it just like, it just seems odd. And that's necessary, yeah, no, I, but, you know. I got you. I okay. got you. Um, but Hey, I mean, if we keep scoring, maybe throw a third guy over there and yeah, why not? Really, really rip it up. And yeah. Hey, you know, after this weekend, seeing Allison score, bring Blake up. Let's just, yeah, he's tall. Go, go all out, go, yeah. go after it. Mm-hmm. And if it's in the box, you can use the hands. So that's how it works. Um, soccer. All right. So, uh, let's move on from the bears game. Oh, a fire game. <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> nice. Uh, oh, speaking of Chicago, um, they're going to rebrand the rebrand, right? Just while we're yeah, talking about rebrands later. Right. Yeah, they're they're <laughs> that that logo is not lasting, so they're I guess they're coming to one next year or something. But... Yeah. So just uh, sidebar, is that a cool thing? Uh, or no? Yeah, we'll jump into it right now. <laughs> okay. Is it cool to own something with the that logo that's like only two years old? That's kind of like a cool little piece of. I think if I were, terrorism. yeah, if I were a a fire fan or maybe more of just like a neutral, I would probably pick up a jersey or, or something with that logo. Just yeah, it's a little keepsake for a really like abstract time in MLS and their little history because they're you know are or an original, so it's a historic club. It's like grabbing yeah. something with that logo that lasts only like two years is maybe kind of interesting. And, and so their with jerseys that, here aren't that bad too. Like the white one's pretty cool. The the blue ones, it's got a little bit of steel vibe, but it's it's not a bad look. Uh huh. And with that logic that you just talked about, how quickly are you running out to the store to grab a new crew shirt? <laughs> well, well, it's not a crew, but um. Oh yeah, I mean <laughs> yeah yeah. Uh, I'm in a crew crew style polo with the Columbus <laughs> SC. There you go. Nice save. Um. Uh. Uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll, it's it's interesting. What we'll, we'll save that talk. We'll, I'll, I'll, I'll all right, all right. Yeah, so yeah. you can think about it, then I'll ask you the same question. Yep. Forty five minutes. Yeah, yeah. All right. Cool. So midweek game, a one one tie with the Revs. I don't think anyone could have seen that coming because <laughs> we never have super boring games against the Revs. Um, yeah, I mean the Revs are good. I think they. It, I mean, I know it's at home and we only tied, but uh, I think. Um, what they're doing around the league it's showing that the Revs are one of the better teams in the league so if we get a tie on short rest and after playing um five games before that one in short succession you take it um you just kind of move on um and they had chances uh you were there i was um somewhat uh yeah, I, I drank a lot that day. <laughs> uh, and so I was tweeting for the brotherly game, and uh, it it was kind of funny because I was getting into it with a few of the Revs people. I don't, I don't know who they were, but they were enjoying making fun of my tweets, so that was fine. And there was lots of spelling errors. So That's hilarious. Um, I was able to see, though, the missed PKs and oh, PK calls. I don't know how obvious it was in the stadium for you guys, but there were... The first one was very, uh, like, holy smokes. If we were going to bug the crap out of me at the VAR soccer world, like, go to VAR for this play because, you know, Casper gets in the box, pushes it by the defender, 
and the defender takes him down without ever touching the ball. And it's as if VAR didn't exist. And mm-hmm. I thought like, maybe I'm waking up from this bad dream of VAR <laughs> ruining my favorite sport. And then I realized, no, I wasn't asleep. I was wasted. Um, just kidding. Uh, <laughs> but I don't know. Were you did, did the stadium? So like being there, did you guys just think of stadium atmosphere? Did you guys really like give it to the ref at that point? Oh yeah. I mean, Okay. I, I think that the that that yeah that first uh missed call which from what from from my angle like I thought that one looked pretty obvious. Um that like the, more than the second one just from what I saw in the game. But yeah, after that the, I mean yeah, yeah, Sons of Ben, you know, River and got got some yeah, they just gave him some ammo for it for the ref. So it was like yeah, I mean I I, I could see like in, on the replays like I, it wasn't like the, the the craziest of fouls like i could see how it like could be interpreted one way or the other but it's it seemed like i i, I it's probably i it still felt like it should have been a pk so yeah it was yeah, then, a little frustrating and then bigger picture just where, where i was kind of going with this thought is like now that stadiums are opening up more mm-hmm. i wonder if something like that call and then further into the game the second one that was definitely a little bit weaker but a push in the back where casper goes down mm-hmm. i wonder if with more fans in the stadium you know if this same game those same plays are made you know a month from now two months from now i wonder if refs are going to be calling it a little bit differently because you're not going to have five thousand you're going to have twenty thousand people getting on you or right. or more um because i feel like the stadium atmosphere and we've talked about this on the pod before can really have an impact on how some of these decisions go and just just the overall um, kind of attitude and feeling on the field. And I feel like refs, I don't know, without fans kind of have it a little bit easier and they've already got it easier because of VAR, you know, you screw something up, you're supposed to be able to go check it. Mm-hmm. Um, but now with, without fans, it's like, it's been like, okay, well, no one's, no one's booing me. Like how bad could I be doing? Right. Right. And now we're kind of bringing back that where, you know, maybe those, two PK miss PK calls aren't, aren't missed because you have a lot more people yelling at you. I don't know. That's just kind of a thought as, as uh, think about you guys at the stadium and getting uh, some atmosphere going. Yeah. I, stuff. I, I feel like that, that, that has to have some influence. Cause like refs are human. Like you feel the pressure of thousands of fans yelling at you. Like, I, I mean, I know they're, you know, obviously professionals and do what they think is right every time, but it's like, that definitely gets in your head as much as that's because that's why I like players getting the ref's face when they're trying to get a call. Like they, it's a little bit of like gamesmanship and like, just like getting the human aspect. Like if we keep getting like, that was a foul, that was a foul, that was a foul. Like that's like, even if you, the ref knows what they saw and are calling it one way, it's like, that still gets in your head at, 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 at some level. So yeah, I'm sure there's, there's definitely a level to that. Yeah. Um, Teal Bunbury still plays soccer. <laughs> He's, he's got he's been around forever yeah. and uh i tweeted out like hey we just learned that teal bunbury still plays i was quickly scolded by many new england fans who tweeted <laughs> at me that we played against him five times last year how did i not know this and they definitely did not understand the level of joke on the tweet but um yeah he scores and then it's late i thought maybe we had lost that was um gonna be a bummer but then Union just were like, yo, let's get right back. And uh, that's that's definitely not Union of old, you know, getting scored on late and then right. equalizing. So it was cool to see that they still have, I feel like, this 
this grit and this fight that we've kind of adapted, I, I, evolved, evolved mm -hmm. to from Union of Past, where you know you give up that late goal game over, everybody starts heading for the parking lot early. But now it's like you you gotta stay the whole time because Union, New Union, Union are uh, they're never out of it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And see, go back to kind of like the refing and how that all that shakes out. Like Casper did potentially or not potentially like, had some collision with with Turner and um yeah that, that could I know there were some arguments that that was should have been called back because of maybe calling a foul on Casper. So like maybe because the ref saw or that that that, that maybe she missed some PK calls for the union. That, that's why I held her whistle for the this this play here to like kind of give it give, give us something back you know that, that kind of works out that way so maybe there's something there with, with with the refing and how that shakes out but yeah it was it was just nice to see um then fight back and get that that goal and then they even like gave some momentum for the last couple minutes to try to get a get the win but i think a tie against the revs is felt like the fair result from the game because neither team was really really lights out in the game um there's some it wasn't like the cleanest of games there's some weird stuff happening but it was uh i think a tie seemed, felt like the right result for for both teams yeah yeah um yeah so just with how like the positioning stuff worked out it was it was really weird to see how fontana when he got subbed in um you expected him to go to the tent and right. uh because he took out mcglynn and mcglynn was playing on the the left side of the on the box to box so you expect Jameer to get pushed back and Fontana the 10. It feels like a pretty standard move. But when he got subbed in, Fontana stuck at the 8, which is really weird because, I mean, we Fontana is a, a 10, if not a striker, you know, in, in our minds and what we've seen him be playing as. So it was, like, really weird to see. I thought maybe it was because, like, you know, there's some talks about, like, Fontana needs to prove himself to Karen a little more. He's... Oh, he needs to show that he's, he he can work defensively. That's something that's lacks in his game. So maybe this was his chance of like put him with the eight, see what he can do defensively, and if he can prove to Curran that he does have that side to his game, and he can prove that he can he can do that in, in these games in these situations. So it it felt like the weird move because you know we still wanted a goal, we wanted to attack, and he's good to attack with, obviously. So it, it felt weird, and I I don't love seeing Montero at the ten in in that situation too, like on on his side, like because he wasn't really doing everything he needed to do as a 10 um like mm -hmm. attacking wise so it was just like a weird thing to see i don't know if you have any thoughts on like seeing if seeing fontaine at the eight no i think i think honestly i think i think they're trying to figure out how to get fontana going yeah. um and maybe you know um, that's what his third position that he's played in this early part of the season he's going yeah. striker 10 and 8 um and so i maybe maybe it's just like hey let's try this out because um, I don't think anyone can say that he's at that same spot where he was last year, where he was just coming in and changing games. Um, but yeah, yeah, it was, I don't think he's going to come in and change a game from the eight, but I don't know. Uh, I mean, Curtin hasn't been making too many mistakes in recent history. So um, yeah. I, I do want to get your thoughts. How do you think, uh, little McGlynn, getting a couple starts here? What do you think about his performance so far? Yeah, um, I really, I liked. I think he was really good in, against Chicago. Uh, his, that was his first start, and I think like he, he definitely had those chances that he maybe could have done a little better on to to get him 
mean, he got them on goal, but they, they weren't super, like, didn't seem like they, were, they had really much of a shot. But I, I mean, yeah, that's so the, on, real quick on those two chances, super cool ball comes out to him, and, and you're like, oh, this is his moment, just yep. like uh, Fontana in his first start, just like Aronson in his first start. Yep. Oh, this is McGlynn's chance yep. in his first start. Um, he, I thought he did well keeping it low, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, a much lesser player, such as myself, would have put those in into the sky. But yep. he kept them low, and so it gave it a chance. Um, and so I did. I did want to give him credit there because, uh, you know, he didn't blow the chance by by anyways, right. But right, right. a better player probably would have put it into the roof of the net, not over, but above that sliding defender. But yeah, I I don't think he did the worst of it. But no, yeah, like he could have done a little better. Agreed. Yeah, but I seen I you could see his talent though in that game, like his. His left foot is is pretty pretty sweet, man. He he, he can hit some nice nice passes on that left side. So, I I thought there was enough promise to see. Like I, I still want to see more from him. I think he's just gonna grow and get more comfortable in the in MLS with with these these minutes. So I, I, it was like I'm just I was happy to see it. Yeah, and and probably a good, I mean obviously probably, but good time to start him. You know, mm-hmm. I mean I feel like Kurt Kurt probably could have started anyone against Chicago and would have been okay because yeah. You got ten guys who can hang with Chicago, but um, then throw plus a homegrown. Um, yeah. All right, let's jump into the most recent game. Uh, this was the first game that both Duke brothers attended since the Supporter Shield Championship. So that was that was a fun, really fun time. Yeah. Uh, we picked up the pride the pride jerseys. Those uh, things are pretty sick. Yeah. Um, I'm debating wearing mine this weekend to the DC game because I'm going with uh, oh, nice. buddy Tom. Yeah. And he's always like, you know, usually I wear my Latou jersey because Latou played for DC and I don't want him to get like, I don't want Tom to get in trouble for bringing a Philly fan. But <laughs> I was like, this might even be a more discreet union thing, but we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Cause I'm, I mean, they, they have the same jersey just in right, their, yeah. their crest. So yeah. But uh, I mean, yeah, they, they look, they look good. sweet. Yeah. The yeah, first time very... once, once we saw those on social media, I was like, yeah, we, we got to pick those up. They were pretty nice. And, uh, yeah, so happy about that. But at the end of the game, um, it was kind of what we expected from a, a Union Red Bull game. Like both teams have a very, you know the same same kind of playing style. We you know four four two pressing teams. So it was, I think it kind of shaked out how we expected. You know, not a lot of like super quality possession, like holding holding the ball and banging playing it around. But like both teams are kind of just like going at it. There's a lot of high a lot of energy in, in the game, and it was. And even even in the stadium, the stadium atmosphere was nice. It was like just energy throughout the the whole whole Subaru Park. So it was it was a fun night. And Union played, you know, it wasn't like their best game ever, but they they held their own and, and you know early goal and just held on and it it worked out. I, I was never super worried about giving up the an equalizer from Red Bull. Yeah, um, I I was bummed that like they scored early and then that was it for the whole game. Right. <laughs> I was like, well. What can you do? Yeah, but uh, it was a nice goal. And again, glad to see Burke. Maybe, well, no, I'm not gonna make some bold statement that he's gonna like be this year's Casper, put in lots of goals or something. Um, but you know, got to ride the hot hand. Like he's got this yeah. goal he played, got a goal against the, the 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 fire. So I mean, if if he's in form, just keep playing him. I'm not, I'm not against that. I think Karen likes to do that too. So yeah. I think it was one of his better games. I thought he was real active. Um, I had I feel like I didn't notice him in other games, but this game I definitely noticed him being more active, getting in tackles, finding the ball more, creating some 
um, runs and stuff like that. So yeah. I thought it was a good Burke game and probably the first one where I really thought he played real well. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a little, a little excitement. Caden Clark coming to town, the next big, uh, next big export from MLS. For, uh, yeah. Yeah. Probably going to Red Bull Salzburg, maybe Red Bull. No, I, th- um, I think it's confirmed. He's going to Leipzig. Like that was like, okay. He has like that contract ready. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, so. Pretty sure. Um, yeah. We were talking to this bozo in the parking lot who had bought 50 Caden Clark trading cards. Yeah. Um, and he, yeah, he was hoping to get some sign because you know, Caden Clark mania, uh, trading card are apparently a hot business right now. Did not know. So I learned a little bit about that. Um, but in this game, you would not know, and you would not want to buy his card after watching him play the union <laughs> because flock and Bedoya locked him down. I felt like they bodied him around a little bit. Mm-hmm. I felt like he did not, uh, look like a guy who, I wouldn't let him play on my team if I was Red Bull <laughs> Leipzig. Um, but yeah, it just just good for the Union to lock him down. And uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, I mean, it's, it was cool to see him out there. Just as a kid that we expected maybe see have a, a pretty bright future for the maybe U.S. national team. But um, yeah, it didn't, didn't do too much. That's good for us. It reminds me of when uh, Pax and Pomacol came for Dallas and. I was looking forward to seeing him play and then again we locked him down right. so it's it's good it's good for the union but i'm also like man it would be cool to see like one of these you know next u.s talents to do well but hey mm-hmm. maybe maybe just just you know not, not the right not the right time union doing doing good stuff yep uh what do you think of fontana's game so yeah i think he was like relatively good he you know, it was getting good spots and he set up, he set up the goal. So like, I think that was a nice play by him to get it to Montero and then, you know, obviously get it to to Burke. But I, mean, I feel like we, we both were saying this, uh, that, that night that Fontana's touch was just a little, a little loose, a little rough. Um, mm-hmm. so it, it kind of wasn't able to do as much just because like, once he got the ball, he had to, you know, take an extra touch and then wasn't, didn't have the right space or opportunity to, to really be, make the, the plays he wanted to make. Um, so that was a little unfortunate, um, but he he was getting in, in decent spots. I feel like he was, I I, I didn't just exact, but I feel like he had more touches in this game than in previous ones that he started. So that's at least some promise there. But I definitely could be better from him. What do you think? Yeah, I yeah I agree. And, and again, he's I feel like he was finding himself in good spots, and it's like, you know, you're doing A and B right, but C was wrong. It was, yeah. it was like you're getting getting in the good spot, getting the ball to you, but then couldn't, couldn't finish it off. And so, I mean, maybe it's just youth. Maybe it's just, you know, not exactly in form. Uh, maybe it's feeling the pressure of a new number 10 coming in. Um, I mean, kids got a lot going on. Uh, yeah. But I mean, you know, you know, friend of the pod, so we're rooting for him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you, you even got yourself a Fontana kit. So it's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. Definitely rooting for him, but yeah, we'll see. Um, what did you think of, yeah, because Casper subbed in for him, but we still had yeah. Burke and Santos on the field at least when that when that sub happened. Right. So, so what like did you think Casper's of playing underneath? Yeah, yeah. What did you think of that? I mean, it, I, I was I was confused at first. Um, I wasn't really sure what what was going to be of those three being on the field at the same time. But Casper kind of sitting underneath and letting the other two run up front. It didn't 
seem that bad and it kind of fit. I don't know, weirdly, it kind of looked like Casper was doing okay. You know, he was getting on the ball and I, I don't know. It almost felt like it was kind of where he finds the ball a lot anyway. Right. And then, um, yeah, so he just had an extra guy to play off in of front in front of him. him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm, I don't think it's exactly where you want to be doing it. And uh, it's also kind of weird because he he's not your only option. He, your other options are homegrowns. Yeah. And so... I don't know. I guess it's it's kind of a funny funny spot for Jim. It's like, do I play a trusted guy out of position or do I let a homegrown go in who's a little more positionally, you know, put McGlynn in and push Miro up or uh, give give a little Paxton a little debut there in front of Doobie Brothers. That, that, that's what I was hoping for. I mean, I saw Paxton warming up, looked fresh, looked ready to go, saying, Coach, put me in. <laughs> But uh, wasn't wasn't to be on the night. We'll see him this weekend. We'll see. But yeah, it's interesting. I don't know. Uh, do do you see? I mean, just like pecking order. I guess Casper out of position. Do you see him as higher higher on the pecking order than a homegrown? Is that I think? Kind of what... I mean, because it was depends I, I... on the. Score yeah. and I mean, if you're playing I, Chicago, it's like who cares? Playing Red Bull at one nothing, yeah. Putting Casper is that kind of what you're thinking? I don't. Yeah, I guess. I mean, it's like I didn't think McGlynn in and pushing Montero up top was gonna do too much more anyway. Um, just because I don't think I don't know Montero at the ten hasn't been working out too much recently uh, in my mind. So I, I think I I was I, I was kind of interested in, in the Casper move and like obviously like yeah, Casper he's just knows how to go, score a goal and great gold so like yeah throw that guy out there and because it because the other guy going into maybe the 10 spot would have been paxton and, and you know he hasn't played a minute yet in, in mls so yeah might, might as well throw in your 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 big striker and see what he can do um so yeah i, I wasn't i wasn't yeah i was yeah, i i felt like saying what you i was confused but i wasn't it turned out okay i think i think it's, it's interesting how kind of weak our bench is right now because it's mm-hmm. homegrowns, and maybe it's like one, it's like Burke or Santos. It's like a striker. Yeah. And it's like yeah. where's, and or Fontana. Like Fontana is a nice bench option when when he's not starting. So it's like it is. It's kind of like Jim doesn't have all the options that he might want in every game. So it's like he's got to work with these these kind of situations and and make do because Elsino still isn't isn't healthy and Devries even isn't. Is still recovering from that concussion, which is concerning, and I hope he's. And then Martinez, it. yeah, and then with Martinez, right? Out, yeah, kind of, yeah. So, guy. yeah, so it's 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 tough. I mean, it's obviously like hopefully every everyone gets healthy and we can see a, a more uh, stacked bench. But you know, for what it was, I think the Casper move wasn't wasn't the worst. I mean, I mean, obviously we got the win. So, and there's yeah. also the thought that he wins a lot of head balls. He. Mm-hmm. He's definitely he's one of our best aerial duel winners, so yeah. maybe that was also part of it. Um, no yeah. offense, Paxton or uh, McGlynn or Quinn. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't see them winning many head balls when they're going in. Yeah, and he's not fast, but he's smart with like the pressing system. Like he knows mm-hmm. where where to be positionally. So it, I think it it makes sense in this situation. There you go. There you go. All right. Cool. Wow. Three games covered. Oof. You know, out of those three games, he has seven points. That's pretty awesome yeah so the only thing better would be nine that's that's true that's true so uh yeah all in all i'd say a a solid a solid week for the boys 
think we're all raise your hand if you agree all hands are up yep all right great job guys all right so you knew best you knew worst from those three oh man it was so hard to do it with two games now three is gonna be tough so i want to i want to make you go first great i'm gonna choose burke <laughs> Burke for my union best. Okay, Two yeah. goals in a week. Mm-hmm. You, you idiot. No, that's that good. Easy that's one. good. Okay, that's no. A layup. Yep. No, that was good. So, okay, so I have. Now that I'm, now I'm thinking a little more. Oh, okay, I have a couple that I want to say, but one, one that I want to say because we haven't even mentioned him will be a Bizo. Um, mm, I think he's been, he's been playing real solid and just been really fun to watch. And I I I mean he's he's kind of locked down this this right back role. So I, I'm. Pretty happy about that and happy with his performances. So I'm gonna go Bizo. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, he has been good. Um yeah, I know we got Harriel behind him and yeah. uh but I don't yeah, I don't see Bizo losing that spot. I know, and like he has like some holes in his game and it's and that's it gets there's some frustrating like passes and some decisions that he makes, but he definitely makes up for it with his how he covers he's so he's so he's like I think he's he's definitely our best athlete on the field. Like he is He's strong. He's fast, but he's like he, he's really good on the ball. Like he was that that one um, combo with him, and I think it was Burke or maybe it was Casper. But he, he had that that one two, and then got into the box and ripped it to in the second half. And I really mm-hmm. wanted him to bury it because he's 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 getting himself up there and getting himself into great spots. So I think he's he's really going into this this position and, and this team. So I, he's it's been nice to see. Yeah, well, uh, if Olivier scores, we riot, right? <laughs> I mean. We got I'm getting those shirts made. Yeah, they're, they're being asked for. The people want them. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, yeah. All right, all right. Good one. I like that one. I like that one. All right, real quick. You said he's he might be the best athlete on the team. Give mm-hmm. me your top three athletes on the union. Oof. Okay. You gotta go do like an Iron Man or something. I don't know. Um, Mutter. She's in Bizo. Bizo. Um, I feel like maybe Martinez is up there. And maybe Burke, he's just like strong, big guy. Like, and he can move. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe Wagner. He's he's pretty fast and and strong. I was gonna say Wagner, Fontana, Santos. One, Hmm. two, three. Okay. There you go. All right. Anyway. All right. Union worst. Um, worst. Okay, I'm getting a. Okay, this is my worst would be Glesnes. Mm-hmm. I know he's got the he had the goal in uh, Chicago, but the Revs game he was he was getting make me nervous. Um, he just he just hits these passes that are just off, and it's I don't know it's just like frustrating again a little, little concerning. Um, and I don't know he he just been I felt like he's he's kind of the weak link in our in our defense in in my eyes and maybe I'm wrong but that's just how I've been seeing it and I don't know it's just. It's gets me. It's getting, it's getting not, increasingly. Yeah, he's concerning. not the level he was last year. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I agree. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I'll go. I'll go. My worst. It's, it's not. It's not a terrible worst. Uh, I go Santos. Just, just as far as strikers, he's kind of the only one who hasn't really. He's like been busy, but hasn't produced. And now you got Burke, um, scoring two goals this week. Casper, had a had a goal as well. So. Mm-hmm. This, this, as far as Burke, he's, he's getting lots of minutes. But he's got to start producing. So, yep. um, but I mean, he's he's doing stuff. He's creating stuff. So it's, it's a weak. It's not like a strong worst. Um, I did want to give a shout out to Bedoya, though, as another best option. Because he he was all, I thought he was really good in the Red Bull game. Um, mm-hmm. 
I know I know some listeners think he's getting too old, but not in that in that game. Um, I thought he looked real good. I think he he controlled that little seventeen year old Caden Clark, and I he almost scored at the end there. I mean, he he was like running on fumes and still yeah. almost scored. So yeah, uh, just just doing captain things. So shout out to Bedoya. Nice. Um, I mean, he could be playing in the English Championship if he wanted to, but he doesn't because he thinks they're trash. <laughs> All right. Uh, anything else? Want to go to the break now? I, I, I would, nothing would make me happier than taking a break from talking to you right now. So let's do a break. Great. And then uh, after the break, we'll talk about the new guy and we'll do some grading and talk about the rest of the Eastern Conference. Where are we? Are we you want to do the second half now? Yeah. Let's do it. All right. Uh, stupid brothers were back. <laughs> <laughs> DB Brothers podcast presented by the Brotherly Game AJ and Luke. Thanks for listening. Make sure you go listen and no, don't uh, listen. Just like us, subscribe to us, leave a review. Next person who leaves a review, uh, maybe we'll send you a prize. How about that? All right, let's do it. Yeah, you have to make a comment too because that's how we see it. Oh yeah, yeah. Leave a comment. Yeah, or leave, yeah, leave yeah. a review, like write a review, not just the five write stars. Write a review. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't just give us the five stars like you think we want. We want a comment on it, and then let us know that you did it. We'll send you something. Okay. Oh, I'm staring it. at uh, what is that? A signed Lionel Messi jersey. Um, nope, that's not what I'm looking at. All right, but we'll send you something. So maybe like the next, do like the next three. We'll send some stickers too. Maybe I'll. I don't know. Now let's just do one. Okay. Okay. We'll, let's not get crazy. Crazy. Yeah, maybe maybe the next five who leave a comment on our podcast will put them in a hat and save a one in five shot at um, winning something. Probably a bracelet with um, added time bracelet. How about that? There you go. Made this up on the spot. Yeah, cool. So solid, solid use of our live recording here. (laughs) Um, Union have signed. (laughs) Let's get into it. Cool. (laughs) So what do we settle on? We'll come back to it at the end. Um, Union signed someone, uh, Daniel Gazdag from Hungary. And I think we're all excited about it because he is um, not only an expensive signing, which always gets the Union faithful excited that we're spending some money, but he's in an offensive attacking position, which also gets people excited. So um, ideally, he's going to be our number 10 for his team in Hungary. He was kind of playing wherever they needed to him. Uh, playing some strikers, scoring lots of goals. So what do you have, like uh, 13 goals something last year or this past season? Yeah, 13 goals, six assists, and uh, 30 appearances. So pretty good. And he he won player of the year, and his team was not even good. So um, that's pretty awesome. So it must be a good player. If it, it's That's like thinking that like someone on Chicago – I'm just going to pick on Chicago tonight. Um, someone on Chicago wins MVP. Like that, they've got to be having a pretty good year and pretty good uh, – pretty good stat line to be doing that so yeah, um, that's exciting that he's doing that uh the hungarian league i think many compare it to la liga um <laughs> in that i understand there's only like two good teams in the league and the rest are kind of not as good nice um and that's about as far as the comparisons go so where do you see him fitting in so i mean the 10 right it's right right yeah but like he um I mean, he's, he's, he's a guy that, like, is kind of, we see it, like, I, I like kind of like Flack was. Like, he could play here, he could play there, he could play, like, in d- different spots if needed. 
but yeah, obviously at the ten is where where we need where we will most likely need him most. But it's cool to see that like he can play, you know, it, maybe a little further forward. Maybe he's like a dual number ten. I think Curry mentioned that in, in one of his press conferences. Like he could play like he could play like a, a dual number ten next to Fontana or Montero or something. So like I think it's cool to see that like potentially this guy has some flexibility and vers- like versatility in his in his game. So like that's a that's something that like it seems to be a, you know obviously a, a theme with with uh, Aaron Tanner signings and just adds some like flexibility and value to us these these signings so it's it's really exciting to hear um I'm, yeah i think this is like the exact kind of signing we wanted i i i was getting nervous uh with seeing Montero at the 10 uh, and seeing maybe Fontana wasn't taking the reins like we were hoping so this is the move that you needed to make. And we kind of were expecting something to happen this summer in terms of getting uh, some more attacking uh, firepower. So this seems like the right right fit. It seems like Curran says he's like the good, should be a good fit for the team. Like you said, he like did it all for his team and like did whatever they asked for him. And that's kind of the, the attitude, attitude and mentality that we we see in, in successful union players. So that's, that seems to, he seems like a, a kind of guy that, that should fit in pretty well and, and hopefully... Uh, we see him sooner than later because that's that's I'm, I'm, yeah I'm excited about him. I think like I was, I I kind of see it like this this kind of being a bigger deal than than we expect because like it, it there wasn't a whole lot of like I guess with like these these mid season signings there's less like anticipation like I feel like and when it's off season like it's all you kind of are thinking about there's no games to really distract us from these signings so like you hear a rumor then that's like kind of all we're sitting on on Union Twitter all we're talking about but like. We have some. We have so many games in the in the past couple of weeks that like this came in and it was like, oh, this is really exciting. But like, we all also have like three games a week, so it's just like, ah, so much to think about. But this signing really feels like it should be a big one for this team, and if he hits, like that could be huge for us. So I'm I'm really excited to see him and uh, and yeah, it's, I, I, and like they they spend this. He's the second most expensive signing we've had since behind Montero. So I mean, it's. That should mean something. So yeah, it, it, it's yeah, it's just exciting. I I, yep, I couldn't have said it better. I could have said it more efficiently though. <laughs> That's how uh, I work. <laughs> <laughs> no, so think about like you you compare them to Flack playing different spots. I compare them more to kind of a Fontana just positionally. I I wonder. I've, I've kind of told you that like I'm nervous for Fontana, man. Um, I agree, it's, but it's also like we like. I feel like you mentioned in the first half. He's a good bench option. He's good off the yeah, bench. Yeah, yeah. It, I think it might come down to how long does Fontana want to stay that option, and how long does he have um, value with us versus trade value. Um, you know, Ernst always is looking for a good deal. So if a team's like comes, you know, knocking saying, "Hey, we'll give you, you know, eight hundred thousand dollars for Fontana," how long is that offer going to be? Good for if if Fontana's not getting time now, like Gazdag comes in. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, and, and like you said, I I bought I just got his jersey, so his 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 days are numbered now. Ultimate, so you know, <laughs> ultimate nail in the coffin for yeah. his career, and that's why I'm certainly not getting one yeah. of his. Um. Yeah, he's got got a couple nice highlights out there. So that was that was cool to see. Right. And it's good to see that. I think people wanted to see something like this from the transfers out and all the money that we received in right. that it was going to be put into a decent spend. And um, hopefully, hopefully this checks those people's box. Yeah. Uh, 
I mean, I'm, I'm always one who's saying we, we could get a striker, but, um, you know, yeah, you know, sure. I, I think... what, what team wouldn't benefit from another big striker. Right. So this is pretty good, pretty good spot. And, and who knows, he might, you might have to play some striker might score some goals for us. So Yeah. And hopefully, I just hope, like, it'd be really cool to get to see him play, you know, maybe at least a game with the unit before the uh, the break they have. And I know that, that that's probably not, it's probably more unlikely than likely because of, you know, all the restrictions and everything. And, uh, you know, that's, it's been difficult this year, but, uh, you know, well, it'd be, it'd be cool to see him get in, in one of these upcoming games because then after that he has uh, Euros that he'll most likely be a part of with, with Hungary. So that's, that's gonna, you know, it's gonna be, it's gonna be fun paying a little more attention to the uh, Hungarian soccer team. <laughs> yeah, and the Euros, because uh, I'll be, I'll be honest, I wasn't planning on watching too much of them, um, the hung, Hungary, Hungary team and the Euros. But uh, yo, if, if this guy's gonna be playing for him, I'm gonna have to turn it on. I, I'm pretty sure I heard that they're in like the group of death too. Like I think he's gonna be going up against Ronaldo. Um, in their in their group stage, so. You That's... mean Ronaldo is going to be going up against Daniel Gazdag? Exactly. Oh gosh, we've played a lot of soccer games in the last nineteen to twenty-two days, depending on whose numbers you're counting. Um, so let's just kind of do a quick, quick check-in. Okay, now we've got a little bit of a one-week break. It feels like a break, but really, this is just normal. Mm-hmm. Um, overall, how do you feel like we we handled that? The, the the onslaught of CCL plus opening up MLS season. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, I can't really complain about the position they're in because obviously CCL, they're the only team still in it or MLS team still in it. And they're in a not terrible spot in MLS standings. Um, so, I, yeah, there's really not much to complain about. I think they maybe could have had a little bit more rotation. And, you know, I, I know it's early in the year, but they probably got a little lucky with no one getting any injuries or from fatigue mm-hmm. from uh from this stretch so not going with that that's stays the case um because like we said the bench isn't isn't the deepest at the moment so that's I, I, yeah i think it, it's been pretty pretty much pretty great i don't i don't know too much to complain about other than there's pretty minor points but how about you yeah it was always going to be a struggle and the fact that we were kind of shorthanded without, uh, I mean, I guess on our bench, Il Sino was kind of our biggest sub that was shorthanded than, than being without um, Martinez for about half of those games. Yeah, yeah, half of those games. Um, and those are two impactful players. So, I mean, you got to take that into it, and it's mm-hmm. it's it's a good spot. Uh, and going into it, we prioritize the CCL, so if you did well in what you prioritized, um, that's good. And then you didn't completely blow the secondary thing. I mean, we're, we're in a fine spot now. So yeah, yeah, I, I'd say good. Now let's look at positions. If now we've gotten to see the team, um, goalkeeping and defense, where would you put that grade? A, B, C, D, E, nope, no, E, F. <laughs> How do you feel? How do you feel about our defense right now? Seven games into watching this uh, twenty twenty one version of, excuse me, the union. <laughs> yeah, you're only a couple of weeks removed from teaching. You're forgetting how gradings work. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, I think defensively, 
Uh, like I said, I'm a little wary about Klesnitz and maybe our, our center backs. Um, I, I think Elliot was, was pretty much fine. Um, I still think could could be better from there. But, I mean, Blake's been great. Wagner's been pretty solid, and, and Baizo's been fun to watch. And I I, I want to say, like, maybe, like, B minus B, maybe around there. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, too. I don't yeah. think we've – we haven't um... – it's also like they haven't given given up a whole bunch of goals. That's, yeah, that's it's what I was just gonna say. it's just some performances. Yeah, some performances maybe just haven't been as dominant. It's just and yeah. so that's a little bit nitpicky. But yeah, like it has not like we're shipping goals like we're Cincinnati. Yeah, um, it's just yeah. The only the only game where I thought our defense was uh, weak was against Atlanta that first half where we kind of got sure definitely um it cut through us. But uh, then Blake Blake was there and mm-hmm. we included him in this. Um and then NYCFC was the only other game where. We lost by multiple goals, and or the only game where we lost by multiple goals, right? And mm. we were down a man. So, yeah, I'd say I'd say a B is a fair grade. Yeah, yeah, midfield, solid B, solid B, solid B. Midfield, um, I would say you know the Martinez Martinez situation kind of hurts you, uh, knocks knocks off some some points on the old grading scale. Yeah, but then Flock coming in and doing so well, you know, brings you up some. I think Bedoya's had a great start to the year. Montero's had a, a good start to the year. Um, Fontana's had a mediocre. So, I, gosh, this is a really lame segment if we just go straight Bs, but um, <laughs> I'll, I'll go I'll go A-. minus. I'll go okay. A-. Minus. I, think, I think we have been winning midfield, um, and I think we've got, like, overall a winning record then midfield's a big part of it. So I'll go eight minus. Yeah, I think that's, I think I agree with that. Um, yeah, because it was, yeah, the Martinez thing sucks, sucks, but it also showed how much we can rely only on Flack. And then we also got to see what we kind of have in McGlynn, and that showed that we have someone pretty pretty solid and someone who can we can probably rely on for, for minutes going forward. So that was kind of a blessing in disguise to see, see those guys uh, step up. Um, but yeah, yeah, I agree with the rest of the things you're saying. I think, I think, I think a minus works. Um, I think it's attack is probably might be where, uh, our, our weakest grade might, might come. Um, cause it's a bit of a, bit of a mixed bag. I mean, Casper has done great in champions league and, you know, Burke's coming into form in these past couple, this past week, but there's still definitely more to be asked of the strikers and i think we could have you know obviously scored some more goals against red bull i'm sure there's there were more goals against chicago and and you know maybe maybe squeak get another goal against you know there, there were goals that that we kind of left on the field with from our striker core so i think that's where I, i'd see our biggest weaknesses still yeah yeah we yeah I, so i, I want to give them maybe Maybe like a C plus. Yeah, that's, I'd say that's fair. Yeah. Um, again, you know, we've we've scored goals in games to win, but yeah, yeah, we've missed. Because be yeah, and like I've been, I I really liked a lot of Santos's performances, but like I like you said, it the end product just hasn't been there. Like he's been so great at stretching the field and. And making space for for some of these other guys, and and that there's that goals have came from come from that, but he hasn't been able to to get his chances and finish his chances. So like, I, I don't know, and it's so yeah, it's just kind of been frustrating to see some of that happen. 
with, with guys that we do see talent in. So I, yeah, I don't know. Yep. Um, how, how do you feel about Jim and his subs? <sighs> uh, I guess you guys start with, with the style because apparently that, that's blown up, right? Oof, yeah. Dude, the guy is, um, he definitely, he definitely has changed it up so much with, from his suits, um, and all that to like a straight streetwear, where rocking, you know, Nikes and a hoodie and, and all, all color coordinated with the, the light blue and yellow color schemes to rock go, to go along with the, the, the new jerseys. So I, I, I think that's been, that has to really bump it up his grade regardless yeah, of I mean, anything else. I mean, honestly, I don't even care about, you know, his coaching decisions. It's just like <laughs> the clothes that he's wearing is, is straight fire. I was yeah. trying to think of what, what, is that what they say about it? Uh, sure. Um, I mean, they're not definitely not, not saying that. Yeah. They're not saying nice. So, uh, yeah. but I think uh, the subbing, I think, I think his hands are tied. I think, yeah. I think there's only so much he's really able to do to impact games. And that's, yeah. yeah, what can, I mean, and it's like we 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 selfishly want to see homegrowns play. I want to see Paxton play. It's maybe a little concerning that we haven't seen him get at least a debut yet, um, because he, I think he had a bit of an injury like to very to start the very beginning of the season, but it didn't seem serious, and he hasn't been on the injury report. So I don't, I don't know why he hasn't gotten a chance yet. So some of the stuff like that, it's like uh, you know, I want to see some of these guys, but. Curry knows his guys. He knows when they're going to be ready and, and when to give them the spots. Like I think he's he's earned that trust in 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 us in the in the fan base. Um, but yeah, yeah, like I don't I don't know how much more he can get out of this 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 bench. Yeah, for sure. So we're giving him an A plus because he looks good at yeah. hoodie and some Nikes. Yep. Cool. Solid. Solid grades. I didn't write any of them down, so uh, hopefully they pass into the next ones. <laughs> Um, let's talk about, hmm, let's go money. Let's talk money right now because recently okay. the salary type stuff came out, how much teams are spending. And so two, two big things that came out and these are the two we're going to talk about. The union were uh, last year, the top points per dollar, you know, they scored the most points in the league, um, with not spending a bunch. And overall we are the third lowest in money spent. Like that's the general gist of the the story of that. Mm-hmm. So, I want to say, how do you feel about that? But like, like should we be? I don't. I'm torn between. Yeah, that's awesome. We're we're doing so great because does that encourage the Shugs not to spend money, or is it like, do I? And that's that's first thing. Top points per dollar. Or do I look at the second point, third lowest in money spent, and be like, "Yo, we gotta be doing better. We're we're a Philadelphia team. We're a big market team. Why are we not, you know, spending more money, bringing more of a buzz to this team? Where where do you feel feel on that uh, spectrum of thought?" Yeah, it's interesting, and I, I feel like I kind of have this like probably warped mentality about this stuff because of from being Union fans and having it knowing that we have a cheap owner for so long, like. I feel like we've spent a lot of money on this roster and we have the most talent we've ever had like on this roster with like, I know our, our, our you know, I feel like our starting sh- our team is like, there's not a lot of holes that I ever feel worried about um, like too much. And I, I cause I, and I feel like we like got these guys 
like we filled the holes that we that we kind of had last year enough and i i feel like this team has been is pretty much the most talented team we've we've had um i don't know if that's really a take i don't think that really is because of the recent success um so i feel like like oh man like how, like what more more do we really like we want a striker we always want a striker we we got the 10 that we've we've been asking for like maybe we can get an upgrade at, at center back but that's not really it shouldn't really be that much money just a move that maybe we could make so I, as far as like spending money, like I'm not super stressed out about like maybe we, we need to spend more or we're a bigger market. We need to spend more like I like sure. I, I don't disagree with that, but I'm not like stressed out about like we like this is something that we have to do to to like succeed in this league because we obviously proved that that's not really the case. And I don't think last year was much of a fluke because we've followed it up decently enough this year that shows that we can still do it. So I, I don't know that I, I'm not I, that's, I guess that, that's my take. What do, what do you feel? I go back and forth um, because we are such a money ball type team and a homegrown type team. It's like great. Like, but at the same time, it's like, why, why are we so low? It like third lowest in the league is kind of an extreme yeah. as far as that's true. such a big market. And it's like, maybe I could feel better. Maybe I would feel, and I don't feel, I, don't, I really don't care because we're doing well on the field. Right. But I, I think we would all feel better if we were just validated as far as ownership with uh, the spend. Um, I know so much money goes into the academy, and that's kind of where the validation comes. Like, hey, you know, the academy's doing well, so our money's being well spent. But to have the owner also be like, yo, we're doing well, but I also want to give you this this toy to play with and it's like a sick striker mm -hmm. from you know the german second league who was lighting it up or something you know and so <laughs> that's and you literally described andrew Putin. <laughs> yeah yeah so there you go there's my point nah, but like if you get a guy like jay simpson that'd be more exciting. Uh, <laughs> so maybe we're just not hitting strikers maybe they are trying and they're like screw this yeah let's just forget about strikers and uh I don't know. Okay. Yeah, but kind Great of. Great point. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, good point. Every year we try to bring in a striker and they just haven't hit. So. But also on that point, like I look at like this is also an extreme. But you look at Cincinnati, they're spending like crazy, and then I I watched that that game um Yesterday, Sunday. The, yeah, the, on the home opener, and Brenner, who's like what like fourteen million dollars or something, he looked. He was pretty invisible. He he did not do much, and he didn't look talented. Like he didn't. It wasn't just like untapped talent. It just didn't seem like he did much. And that's part obviously like since he's just not good. But you could see Lucho Costo had like you could see the quality there in him. So like it's really just about like finding the the right guys and the right talent. Like like you can spend a bunch of money on a striker, but like if he doesn't do well, like that is more frustrating than not spending and like getting the most that you can out of guys that are maybe a little bit lower pay grade. Like, I, I don't know, like I would, if I were Cincinnati, I'd be so, so frustrated because we're spending all this, they're spending all this money and it's like, there's like basically no results from it. I get, yeah, I guess it just depends on where your frustrations, frustration is directed. Right. Because you're going to be frustrated with a player who's not performing to the contract or, and the payday, or you're going to be frustrated <laughs> at the owner who's not spending money. Right. And it's so, like, like, if you're a Cincinnati fan, at least you're like, well, you know, we got the new stadium and, and they're shelling out lots of cash. Like, okay. So they're, they're trying. Um, mm -hmm. and they're really validating me spending money to come to these games because they're spending money as well. Right. 
but the product just sucks. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's like, yeah, like it, it's tough. Like the players aren't validating me spending money. Like, it's right, like, but it's also like the the yeah. the technical staff should be saying we need to buy the right guys, and that's what Tanner's so good at. He's getting the mm -hmm. right guys, and Leon Flack isn't expensive, but he's so good for our team, and he fits our team so well. So like, it those are the things that. I, I think we focus we should focus on and it's obviously like we're all just results driven if we sucked we'd be like yeah we need to spend more money we need to get this roster better and that's like what union fans were saying for so long when we weren't good so now that the, the results are there it's like i think it's fine it's like I, I i can't really fault the union for not spending money if we're getting the results yeah and yeah. it's like obviously we can always upgrade and yeah we can always get a striker and stuff like that and we, that'd be fun but like how can we really argue against what they've been doing yeah i mean i, I got gotcha, you i got gotcha. you mm -hmm. all right we could sit on that topic for a while but let's let's we're getting long here mm -hmm. um all right so perspective looking at the east just looking at our results speaking of those results that we're getting right now you tied New England. New England looks like a good team. They're top of the East right now. We also tied Columbus. Um, so, so our two ties are pretty good. NYCFC, they beat us, but they're actually playing pretty well. So, prospectively, we're, I don't know, are those, those still the top teams that you're uh, kind of afraid of in the East? I mean, you got Montreal and Atlanta up there, Orlando. Kind of all in the mix. Even like Miami, they beat us. They're they're at eight points as well after six games. Um, so above the line, you know, just looking at the playoff line. Mm -hmm. uh, Nashville is a game hasn't played as many games, um, but like Nashville, Miami, Montreal, Atlanta, NYCFC, Orlando, New England. We all kind of expected us to be one of the top three teams in the East. Do you see us still being in that spot right now? I think it's definitely likely. Um, I mean, I think the team, like New England's still definitely like, like clearly the, the, the best team at the moment. And I, that, I don't think that's much of an argument. Um, other than that, like, I feel like Orlando doesn't, hasn't seemed too incredible this year. Um, I, I, I see that. I know that they haven't lost yet, but I, I, I don't know. They're never a team that really scares me too much. I think we can handle them. New York was always gives us New York City always gives us problems, so they always scare me a little bit. And I know they're further down the table, but like Columbus and Toronto are always teams that I'm always skeptical of because they do always have the quality, and I, I know, feel like we never we never um, get the best results out of those teams. So those those are the kind of teams that I'm always worried about. I feel like Atlanta, yeah, they got talent, but I think we're we're pretty much know how to play them, and can, and that'll be. That's not a team I'm super threatened by. And, you know, the other teams, it's, I think we'll be okay against. All right, cool. Any, cool. any, any other teams you, you feel you want to mention? Um, I think, I think, uh, I think Miami's excelling, outperforming yeah. where they should be right now. And I think they're just in a good, I, I don't know. I just don't have any faith in them, but. They're tied on points with us, and that's just kind of annoying. Same with like Montreal. Like Montreal, you just like got a new coach and stuff. Like you shouldn't be good. I mean, yeah, um, good for them though. It's like they're a team that's like they're just scrapping by. So that's you know good yeah, for them. They're, they're tough. Uh, with hard knock team. I don't mm. know. Yeah, yeah. Just punches. 
but yeah yeah i i think i think we still can finish top three i think so too yeah yeah maybe maybe i don't know if, if you got new england one us two or three who's the other team though maybe new york city yeah that, could be. that's that would be my guess at the moment i don't I don't know if Orlando's going to stay up there or Atlanta. I don't know if they're going to actually figure it out. Right. And, and I mean, I mean, I think, I mean, there's still like, like Columbus could like, they're still such a good team and they still haven't gotten Molino back. And like once that, they get that team gel and they could really make, get back up there. So I don't know. There's, there's still obviously plenty yeah, I mean, of quality. Like within, within like two points. Of yeah. Each other, so it's, like it's, it's so hard to tell yet, but I, th- I think I still think we're in a, in a pretty good spot to finish in the top three. Yeah. All right. Speaking of Columbus, this, this, this <laughs> is your waiting. time, man. This is your time. Yeah. I I'm just gonna I'm just gonna set you up and you knock it down. Okay. Okay. The logo, man. The rebrand. Go. Yeah. I mean, it's it, it's hard to say something that hasn't been said yet because it's been covered pretty in depth. Um so far and it's it's just weird it makes absolutely no sense that columbus uh, made this move at this time i mean because they i i I almost i get the kind of logic where they have the new stadium they want to like kind of bundle it with this new brand and new team and like make it all their own and and maybe you want to like get rid of a little bit of the pre-court uh you know stain uh from maybe that came that came with the, the old logo and i and everything but this new one is not it it's just this this logo is rough it's really it's really a shame because columbus had so much going for him going to this year they had the, obviously had the cup they have the stadium they have such a, they reload they got better this they, they they got their roster better than what they had with a cup winning team so and they're going to this new stadium that looks beautiful down in columbus and it's like everything is going for them and maybe you know they bailed out of champions league whatever but then they dropped this logo like a couple weeks into the season which again makes no sense because they have this logo and the jersey doesn't have the logo and like they could have pushed it earlier like before the season started and so they it just it makes no sense any of this and and then just going and the logo design is just weird it, it's all I like I get that there's like it's the shape of the flag and I, I get maybe you want to go away from a circle logo because everyone does that but it's like it's just not good as I'm I mean I and I tried to sympathize with these logos like I think the Chicago logo wasn't as bad as people said it was uh, but this Columbus was just weird looking and it has no there's no uh nothing to grab onto with it it's just I don't know. There's less yellow in it too, which is frustrating because it's like yellow and black. That's the team. Like that's the jersey. That's like you. I see a yellow jersey. That's you think of Columbus. And and then that didn't even. I didn't even mention yet that they dropped the crew name, and that's just the most frustrating part of it. And that's what's so upsetting. And and the fact that they didn't even bring in the the Nordeka and the supporters into this process, which is like such a a key thing. Uh, it's just so disheartening to hear that this front office is made that mistake and i've heard that they've made some had some connections and conversations with them that potentially could help the situation but it is it is a, a really sad thing to hear that they didn't keep get them involved at least to to, to see what they think and, and and you know work together on this on this whole project and it's 
yeah, it's just, I don't know, it's just frustrating to to see another MLS original just lose their whole identity. And, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know what else to say. Uh, what, do you, what do you think about the, the whole thing? I love it. I think it's brilliant. <laughs> I think it's like, it's about time because it's been like two or three years since they last rebranded. So I think it's time now. Um, I think it's great to, like, I think all teams should just choose a letter of the alphabet and put it on a weird shape and then have another weird shape within that shape. And um, and the, okay, the little triangle under the yeah. C, it doesn't even align. It doesn't, it doesn't have the same spacing as the other areas around the C, and that drives me crazy as a designer. It's, it's an ice cream cone, I thought. It's just so, oh, man. And that's what the C stands for, a cone. <laughs> yeah. All right, yeah, I just, I, yeah, I just, I just wanted to let you uh, get your... Get yeah. Point out. Oh, yeah. That's, that's... I, I don't know. It's just, it's weird. Uh, I, I'm, there's more to say about it, but it's, I mean, okay. Is there any, any point, uh, any, uh, from seeing this, do you think the union could ever fall into this category of dropping the, the union side of it and just go meet Philadelphia FC or whatever? Do you ever worry about that or think that's something that could happen with us? I, I honestly have no worry of that. Yeah. Not, not one bit. I do not think. I do not have one little worry about that. I think it's silly to worry about it. I think our fans are connected enough to the ownership and stuff. Um, uh, we, we've made our voices heard with other um, things, I would say. Yeah. Um, you know, Nick, Nick uh, Sackowitz, whatever his name is. Um, yeah, I'm really curious what – there has to be something like uh, – there. Don Garber has to have this amazing sales pitch to get these teams to drop all this identity to go with an FC or SC United or whatever, just to make this like, like hypothetical global brand. I don't know what they say because like it, MLS is, it, they have to be behind that. Like that's what you see all these new franchises, like oh yeah, Charlotte, Charlotte, like St. Louis, no one has a real name anymore. And like, that's yeah. something that it's like, it has to be driven by MLS. So I don't know what they say to convince these teams to do this. Because yeah. it makes no sense. There's no reason Columbus SC versus Columbus Crew makes it a better global brand. I mean, it's still the the city's still right in front. Well, they've got to have some reason. They just need to tell everyone, like, hey, I... data says. And then we need to see. I feel like if they came out and said, hey, you know, we're gonna drop this, but you're gonna gain a lot more revenue worldwide, and you're gonna be able to get better because you're gonna have a lot more money coming in. But it doesn't make sense. Saying, I think crew it isn't as least... much as in, I just don't understand how the name crew was such a distraction or anything to make. Teams. That's what that's that's what I'm saying. Like you don't know if they were out if they were transparent and showed you that like, hey, we don't say Manchester United Red Devils, we just say Manchester United. But everybody knows they're the Red Devils. But here's why. Here's the numbers behind these decisions then like you would have a reason to be like, okay, I, I guess I get it. I guess I, I don't like it, but I can't hate it because in the end it's going to make us money. But just the fact that it's so we like blinders are on there's, we can't see any, any understanding, but like you were saying, there's so many teams doing it that there's gotta be some reason. Like I'm yeah. not that smart. And I can't see it, but there are smart people who think about this all the time, and they're they're putting so much money into this that like there has to be a reason that these smart business people are making the same decision over and over with all of these teams. There's got to be some reason 
Right. I don't know what it is because they haven't told me. So all I have is this um, podcast to talk about. And maybe at some point they're going to be like, yo, let's, let's release this. Let's release the data through podcast. And as soon as we get that, we'll share it. Um, it's, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It's just so weird. Like, I, cause you think about like, look at, it's a Philly, say the union re-ran, they dropped the union Philly FC or whatever. If you go around the city, talk to your friend who's not a soccer fan, like, oh, I'm going down to the, the Philly FC game. They'll be like, what the F is that? Like, what are you talking well, what, about? What, okay. Like, what, yeah, like no, you're I, not going to, you're just abandoning this, like, like, I feel, feel like the Philly market is like, the, where were the untapped potential is, is getting like the other sports fans into soccer and, and into the union. And, and maybe that's not true. And there's maybe there's stats against that. But like, I feel like if you want to get, grow your fan base, they need to grab onto something. And there's no, nothing I to get, grab I, onto no, with these, I, these, these, these vanilla brands that are getting produced from MLS. So it's, it's just, it's just pretty disheartening. And, and like we, I love to support MLS. I love to be like behind the moves they're doing. And, and this is one of those things that like one of the, you know, a, a good amount of things that is like really frustrating to see that this is where the league is going. And, and I'm, I'm, I don't know. It's just, I know I totally you know. get it. But what it what it so we've talked about like Euro snobs, people who support um, you know, Arsenal but won't go down to Chester. Mm-hmm. But what if data what if there was like numbers behind it and they presented it? What if they said, Hey, we're gonna do a rebrand, we're gonna throw a lot of money into the city, into advertising downtown, and we're bringing a new stadium, but we're also dropping union, we're going Philly FC. You know, like PFC or something. Like Yeah. See, like if they if, presented if- it and they did like a rebrand with like something behind it that was like, hey, we're trying to get this other group of soccer fans. And and if they like presented it like that, I feel like it's almost more acceptable. But like, I get I that. Like but it's like that. the things that were gonna move the needle there, from what you just said, were the other things, the marketing and the and the stadium location, not the dropping of the name. That is just a part that 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 wouldn't add anything. But you know you're thinking from the fan, but what if you're thinking like ownership? Like, okay, some owner, uh, I don't know, Joe Moneybags is like, oh, you know, I want to invest with you, Sugarman. Um, are we gonna do like Real Madrid or like Arsenal or like uh sporting Lisbon? And they're like, Well, we got Philadelphia Union, and they're like, Well, what's a union? I've never heard a soccer team with the union. Like well. What if, what if, like, in order to get like that other ownership who wants to see worldwide, worldwide recognition, I still needed I, a worldwide style name. That's I just still, what I'm saying. Is like, no, I, I, I get, I kind of get what you're saying, but I still don't understand why Union doesn't, and like a, a, a unique name that can't be accepted in soccer. Like that, that's, I think that's, I don't think soccer fans are that closed-minded where it's like, it, I don't see FC. What is this thing? Like, I think you can understand that. Oh, that's a, just a name. And Union is also used like Union Berlin. There's Union is used in, in Europe. So like, if you want that, that's that's that kind of there. Um, but it's, I don't know. I think it's just like kind of dumb. And I don't. I think well, I, mean, I, yeah, I think we can. I think everyone thinks it's pretty dumb. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. I think we should just move on from this one because it's. Uh, yeah, I think that's. I think we've said enough there. Yeah. All right. So speaking of dumb. Me and Luke have gotten into sports betting, and it's not going well. But <laughs> if you're into sports betting, buckle up. So uh, last week, um, let me go to my lost bets. So that's where I can find <laughs> the stuff here. I almost hit big on – which one was this one? Oh, yeah, I, I had two that I was going to do real big on. 
Um, I had the Union winning, pitching. Mm-hmm. I had Galaxy winning, pitching. And this is a parlay. And so to round out the parlay, I needed Atlanta to win. Or no, Atlanta to tie. Atlanta was tied for 93 minutes of the soccer game. Yeah. In the 94th minute, they decided to score, and my parlay went to crap. Ah, I almost I almost turned five into seventy-five. Then then for more fun and stupidness, went sporting Kansas City, Orlando, and FC Cincinnati, all to win. Sporting won, Orlando won. And then in all of our stupidity, for some reason, put money on FC Cincinnati, opening their stadium, thinking they're gonna do well. Nope. They got scored on twice in the first half. They go down 0-2, scratch back to tie it up 2-2, only to be to lose it at the end, 3-2. So um, almost hit on two parlays, but did not. Do you yeah. want to talk about your lack of success? Um, yeah, I mean, I had pretty similar picks. I, I, I only won the Union game as well. I, 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 also, I, I also had uh, two parlays that I, that I missed on the weekend, which was Toronto, Philly, and, and Galaxy all winning and Toronto tied. Or lost, or I don't even remember. But I didn't win that one. And then my other parlay was also on Sunday with an FC Cincinnati win, Orlando winning, and Columbus Crew winning. So I, I, I to, you know, I, that one didn't work out in multiple ways. So, but never bet on Cincinnati is what we've learned. Um, yeah. But so we we have some picks that like obviously after saying all this that everyone should just follow what we're going to do for next weekend so we have some parlays lock them in these are locks <laughs> these are my right, our locks my okay i have a pretty ridiculous parlay for next weekend that i i haven't yet bet on but i probably will because i'm dumb right, um let's, let's so hear. it's in a miami to beat chicago fire that's that's a pretty safe one pretty good one uh-huh. um, i hope so i have yeah you know from recent form i think that that works out it's a safe one, and then next one would be Galaxy beating Portland Timbers at at Portland. So that's Ooh. you know a little little bit of a, a stretch, but Galaxy been good. I, I think you know I've been, I've been on the Chicharito a bandwagon. I think um I think that's been that that could happen. And then my next one, the third one of the parlay would be Columbus Crew beating NYCFC. And that 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 that's the maybe the biggest stretch in terms yeah. of the odds. Um, but NYCFC, I saw they're dealing with some injuries in the back, and I think Columbus. I mean, they I still believe in that team's talent. They do. So, though, yeah, yeah, they do. So that would, if I bet, say I bet five dollars on that, I'd win three hundred and two dollars. So, oh, you know, do it. I, I can I, yep. Wow. Um, and, yeah, it's funny you said that because mine is very similar. I also had Inter. Miami and uh, Columbus Crew, mm-hmm. and my third one was just the Union. I just had to go Union okay. over DC, so my five dollars would only get me one sixty, but you know, lock it in. Yeah, so it sounds maybe a little safer. But yeah, yeah, that Columbus. Yeah, I don't like relying on Inter Miami either, but you know, one in Rome. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So that's that's what I'm gonna go with this this week. Um. But. And you know, one of these one of these times we're gonna hit, and that'll be fun. Yeah, yeah. So if you've got any cool bets, send them our way. Yeah. Um, okay. And then uh, before we wrap this up, we we kind of skipped over. We get, we have a game to talk about a little bit. Oh yeah. Oh what? yeah. I'm gonna go to this one. Yeah, I'm gonna go to the DC game. Um, DC versus Union in in Washington DC. We have had some good success with them, so planning on winning that one. Uh, Paul Ariola's back. Good to see him back as a U.S. International. They've got 
Julian Gressel. You expect their wing play to be pretty aggressive. So Mbizo and Wagner will have their hands full. Um, I guess Hamid hasn't been playing because he's hurt. So John Kempen's been getting the starting goal. That kind of covers the main dudes for them. They still got Russell Canales. Yeah, and Ola Kamara um, hasn't been starting. I, I believe it's because he's coming off an injury, but right. I, so I don't know if he's going to be able to start in this game, but they've been starting Edison Flores and Adrian Perez, I think, is the other guy. Okay. Um, so not exactly strikers that, that – not I don't think they're actually considered strikers, but not strikers that they're starting that we should be too afraid of, which is good, um, you know, good for us. So, yeah, I agree. I think this should be one where we continue our success down in D.C. Yep, I agree. I agree. So, you do you have a prediction for that game? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to say we're going to win 3-1. Ooh. A lot of goals. Yeah. Um, the goal nice. scorers are going to be Casper, um, Santos, and and Flack. Flack's going to get a goal. Ooh. I haven't seen Flock hit a good shot yet. Maybe he has. Mm. Um, we I, go I this is a game where uh, Martinez is going to be back, so Flock should be a little further up the field. Oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah. I'm going to go 2 nothing with a Badoya and Casper. Okay. All right. Nice. How Ooh, much energy do you think Martinez is going to have after being like a month off? He's going to be right back in it, and he's he's going to be going crazy. Like just energy-wise, I'm sure hopefully like not going crazy like – I'm elbows, guessing he's but... gonna get a red in the first half because yeah, you're right. He's just been itching to get off his butt in yeah, the yeah. game. So yeah, he might get two reds in the first half. I don't know. Um, <laughs> cool, man. All right. So just to review, uh, the prize giveaway thing. Um, so the first five people to leave, or the next five people to leave a comment on our Apple Podcast subscription review thing, uh, let us know. I'll, I'll be watching it. I'll put your names into a hat. I'll pull one out, and then I'll send you an added time bracelet. If you don't know what added time is, it's a cool little business. They have made bracelets based on soccer games. Um, got one, uh, 1994, U.S. beating Colombia, and then also uh, the Women's World Cup victory over France. France? No. They beat Holland in that one. Mm-hmm. Rose Lavelle and uh, Rapino scored. Yeah. And they got, like, little marks on the bracelet for each one score and it's like yeah. really cool yeah so, n- nice details on these, these bands like elastic bands they look, they're cool easy to wear yeah yeah so I, if, if i'm you i'm going to because you already put an hour and a half into this podcast you're going to take another 10 seconds go to your apple podcast review us and leave a comment so that way we uh can put your name into a hat so Boom. appreciate you guys listening um solid podcast uh get onto a betting site and make some bets that are not the ones that we said um That's it, man. Just go on, keep on being good people, right? Right.